0: and we're also bringing satisfaction to pet owners and their and their dogs around the world. You can't do this if you're not a company that's fixated on more than just yourself. I mm. believe it has to be coming from this idea that a business has the opportunity to impact more than its bottom line.
1: And welcome everyone to episode 35 of the Real Leaders podcast. I'm your host Kevin Edwards and today Well, you just heard from him. We get to hear from Spencer Williams, the CEO of Westpaw. And people, this is a -a one-of-a-kind podcast today because Spencer walks us through his manufacturing plant where Westpaw's sustainable pet toys are made with recycled materials and a little TLC from the hardworking folk up in Bozeman, Montana. So bear with us today on this audio experience as Spencer moves throughout the floor and try to visualize their massive machinery. If you're at all interested in how Westpod brings these raw materials to life, head over to our Facebook page. It's at Real Leaders Magazine. Go to videos and then episode 35 to experience the full virtual tour. Before we begin, a quick thanks to the Westpaw staff for taking time out of their day to show a young lad around their production facilities. And with that being said, folks, without further ado, please welcome the real Spencer Williams. We're going to go live in about five, four, three, two. One, and we are back in business with episode 35 of the Religious Podcast with special guest and CEO of Westpaw coming to you live from Bozeman, Montana, Spencer. Williams, Spencer, how are you doing today? I'm great, Kevin. Great to be on. Thank you for having us. Spencer, where are we right now?
0: We're standing on the factory floor at Westpaw in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, this is behind me. You can see part of our molding operation, making dog toys as we speak.
1: Wow. So if I'm, if I'm trucking around in my, in my snowshoes in Bozeman, got a winter jacket on and I, and I come across your factory and I run into you, how would you describe what you do? Well, Westpaw is a
0: unique company because we manufacture all of our dogs and cat toys, beds, collars and leashes right here in Bozeman, Montana. It's an amazing environment because we have the most dedicated employees who are really fixed on making the best toys for dogs and um, making them happy with their beds and keeping them safe with their collars. And it's, When I look around here, this factory, there's a lot of machinery here, but it's what you need to know. is the people that make this company great. In our town of Bozeman, that's what we're known for, is being a great employer and providing a great environment for employees to work in.
1: Wow. That's, that's pretty cool stuff. And, and so um, I, I got to ask you, dog toys, you know, how, how, is, um, how is Westpaw Certified B Corporation? What, what stands out?
0: Well, we became a certified B Corp back in 2013. And it was really an important movement that we want to be a part of because we think businesses like Westpaw and the thousands of other certified B corps can be a real force for positive change. And we do that through our social and environmental impacts. And uh, Westpaw is a great example of that, where we have people here who are every day making decisions that are helping us be a better company and better serving our customers. Um, We have people here who are looking at how do we minimize the waste we have from our manufacturing process? How do we use recycled or recyclable materials? And Kevin, I think all of those kind of questions don't start with one person saying, oh, we're going to do this it starts with people who really care in a company coming together to solve those issues. So being a certified B Corp not only helps us have, um, that movement to be a part of, but we also have a certification that we use. It's,
1: it's, it's awesome to hear that these companies are doing uh, so well and being a force for good, you know, and, and just real quick, I want to highlight, um, you can see Westpaw um, featured in the really is 100 top impact companies. Um, You made the list this year and you're featured with 99 other companies who are adding additional environmental and societal value in their value chain as well. But, but like you said before, it starts with the employees. It starts with the people believing um, in those values. How did this company come to fruition? Where did it start?
0: Okay. That's a great question, Kevin. So Westpaw started in 1996. Um, I was thankfully um, uh, in Bozeman, Montana at the time, looking for an opportunity. And I heard about this company that was uh, for sale that was a um, uh, sewer making toys for dogs and cats. And actually, I'm going to walk you over there in a minute, okay? Let's We're going to tell the story and walk here because I was so excited about the pet industry. And my wife and I had a dog chocolate lab at the time. And I wanted to make sure that we could um, do something that was fun for our dog, but also that allowed us to create jobs in our community in Montana. See, I'm, I'm a fifth generation Montana, and then there aren't a lot of jobs here unless you create them and find great ways to, to, to innovate. And um, being in the pet industry seemed like a great fit to do that. And so we started because we wanted to create jobs and make fun toys for our dog. And so over here, you're gonna see some of the beginnings of a toy station, ah. and some fuzzy fabrics that we use for dog toys. Mm. And in 1996, this was it. Was using these rolled goods of textiles and sewing machines, like are over here, mm. and we would use these sewing machines to create the most durable toys. And people loved them because they held together. I've right. got a nice person over here who's making some toys. This is Cat and cat is making what are we making there cat many can you hold up a mini mingo when you have a second (laughs) oh did you see that all right oh there there it is okay so we think making awesome toys for dogs um is really really fun to do but it's it's a lot of hard work and we have a great great staff who does this every day um cutting fabric uh, manufacturing toys and this is where the company started was this the plush toy business. Mm. So in 1996, we thought, all right, we're going to do this. And how do we do it in a sustainable fashion? And um, we were using at the time certified organic catnip in all of our cat toys, oh. which is really unusual in 1996 to have right. certified organic catnip, right? right? So our sustainability is in our roots. And I think when you look at what we do as a certified B Corp, on the environmental side, we are a real leader in, in leaning into how do we make products with
1: less impact on the
0: environment, better,
1: safer for pets. Hence, you're on the, the Real Leaders Magazine now. And, and yeah. so let's, let's we're, since we're all about transparency here, let's, let's kind of walk through that process of how a, a toy goes from raw materials to finished goods. We're just looking at Cat, and Cat's making a toy over there. The fabric yeah. is sustainable, and uh, she'll put together... Um, that toy, that product with whatever material you have, she'll sew it. And then, uh, you will then ship it out, um, to the rest of America. Now, what retailers right. is this store or is this product? Okay. In? So let's, let's go on down the line here and we'll, we'll get past
0: where we're making them and into where they're being packaged. Perfect. Um, and you'll get to see, um, the rollers of, of toys behind me over here. Mm. Okay, and you can see Callie down there pulling some toys. Hey, Callie. Good, how are you? Say, do you have any Mingos down here? Look at that. Okay. So this is Callie, and she is pulling an order for retailers and consumers from this floor. Now, you saw a cat making them right against the wall over behind us here, and this is the toy that's ready to go out the door. Okay. So what's amazing about Westpaw is that you've got, thank you Kelly, you've got the person making the toy right over there. You've got it shipped out right here and that we can do that with all of these we make about 300 different toys mm. and they're made right here in Bozeman, Montana, shipping around the world. We export to over 40 countries now and those countries are loving the fact that they can buy safe and we can attest to their quality and their safety. Now we talked about shipping toys out. Let me go over here and see if we got Oh, we got Melissa. Melissa's over here on the packing station.: hi, Melissa say Hi, Melissa. She's psyched about this. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so a little cameo experience. So she's packing up these orders that are going out to consumers and retailers. Mm. So um, coming back, thanks, Melissa.. So coming back to what I think makes Westpaw really, really unique, it's this idea of a fully integrated factory that can really look at our impacts and how do we do a great business where we're making money, we're creating jobs, we're building wealth in our community, and we're also bringing satisfaction to pet owners in there and their dogs around the world. You can't do this if you're not a company that's fixated on more than just yourself. I believe it has to be coming from this idea that a business has the opportunity to impact more than its bottom line. And so for 22 years, we've been growing with this idea of sustainability, both in terms of our business, it's got to be sustainable, but also the materials, the way we treat our employees and the community impacts.
1: So, Kevin, there's a lot going on at Westpaw, always. There's a ton going on. It's awesome to see it uh, you know, live on Facebook. And for folks who just listen to this on audio, uh, Spencer just walked us through basically the entire inbound procurement and outbound logistics of what Westpaw is about. Um, and, and so, Spencer, you said you're in 40 different countries now. Is that correct?
0: Yes, that's correct. We're in 40 different countries, and we sell in over 5,000 retail locations throughout the United States and Canada. And those retailers are so important to us because they, they help serve the customer every day and connect them to what toy would be best for them or what mat would be best. Um, and we have a great partnership with a wonderful online retailer as well, who also help to educate and train people on where to buy great pets.
1: Now, Spencer, we, we interviewed another uh, wonderful certified B uh, Corporation wow. pet product company on the show, but they outsource their products. Yeah. Um, you know, ha- have you ever had any temptations to outsource? And why is it so important to to keep the production in Montana?
0: Well, we we have a mm-hmm. philosophy of, of trying to build a business here where we want to create jobs and and so obviously if we're manufacturing the jobs in our community excuse me if we're manufacturing the parts in our community then we're creating jobs in our community right and that's different than cutting a po to a different state or a different country around the world you can still have an impact in those other areas which is wonderful Um, many businesses do that we chose to make our impact in our local community with creating as many jobs we possibly could here and it goes back to the origins of of um, why I got into this business is I got into business to make products. We wanted to come at the end of the day and look at our factory floor, look at the people who are making it and say, we helped create a product. And that product was made right here by us and something we're intensely proud about. And so I don't think there's any one right way, but we do believe that manufacturing our product gives us a, a real edge to our consumers that, that we can tell them that's safe and durable because we made it ourselves. And we also have a real confidence that we're making an impact a big impact in
1: our community by creating the jobs that we have here a big impact indeed and spencer so what you're talking about origin uh you said you're a dog lover you had a, the chocolate lab uh growing up in montana where's this this passion uh for for dogs and being a dog's best friend come from so you're
0: right we 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 have a lot of people here who love dog's best friend and I'm one of them because we all know that dogs bring joy you know in our daily lives with the connection we have with them it's just awesome and um, I grew up on a ranch in Montana you know my family came fifth generation um, ranching community and, um, and so I just grew up around dogs and, and had a lot of sheep and cattle and it was um, for me um, something that I just found brought me a lot of joy as, uh, as a child and as I grew up older of course we wanted to get our own pets and a lot of people do and so I just always have this great connection with, with dogs and, and just um, love being around them. And it's fun to make it out of business. They get to make a product that, that makes dogs and the people happy.
1: Totally. And, and when I'm looking at a product, you know, a lot of people don't, um, at least what from the interviews and the guests that we've had on, they said, you know what doesn't get talked about a lot is the struggles, um, the struggles that we run into as a as a certified yeah. B uh, right. corporation as well. Um, yeah. What are some of the struggles that you faced along your journey?
0: Well, being a a business that is focused more on um, how we run the business than going back to your question about outsourcing, um, we had to make a decision that we were going to invest in technology and training of our staff here to to ensure that we could be successful manufacturing our product, right? And so. One of the challenges that we have is as access to capital to grow our business with all of the assets that we have. Um, it's, it's different than um, if we were outsourcing, we wouldn't have as many assets as we do here. So, how do, you, how do you grow your business and stay in line with your values every day? And for us, that was going with traditional bank financing, where we got loans for our assets, whether that was a machine or an injection mold um, for, our, for our, our machines to run. Those assets, we went and financed them directly with the bank so that we could maintain control and ownership of the business. Mm.
1: So, that, yeah, yeah, go for it, yeah. Do
0: you hear some music playing, Kevin?
1: I can't, no, I can, I can only hear you. Okay,
0: well, I do, I'm under a really loud speaker and every hour um, at Westpaw we play music so that everybody who does their work can stretch and exercise and wow. it helps them be healthier and reduce repetitive injury. And so um, there's a little bit of noise right now. I apologize for that, but I'm, I'm, i I should be doing my stretches right now. I, I
1: haven't with you right now. Is it stretching time? Should we, should we break the the yoga this mats? Break.
0: <laughs> right. Um, so
1: challenges <laughs> mass,
0: mentioned, um, you know, so I think the challenges are certainly, you know, around how do you maintain um, the values that the business has, and our values are very important to us. Um, and part of that was to maintain control as a family owned business. Um, We also then chose the route of traditional bank financing. And sometimes we have grown slower because we may not have access or want the access to very large amounts of capital to grow very quickly because we wanna maintain control. And so those are some challenges that we run into. And I think, you know, people would often say um, employees managing a, a large company with a lot of employees is challenging, but I think that employees are a huge opportunity. Um, we've seen our employees grow over the years. And so we do things like development, training and education with them so that they can grow with the company. And that um, means that our employees aren't a challenge, but an opportunity for the business. Mm.
1: And, and for uh, aspiring entrepreneurs, aspiring social entrepreneurs, uh, people that want to have a, a sustain, sustaining business that includes their employees and, and adds environmental and social value like Westpaw does in their company, what advice would you give for them?
0: Oh, that's a great question. So um, I think it's really essential that a company be clear on what their values are. Um, We talk a lot about values-driven companies, but we may not be focused on what exactly those values are. And so taking the time as a social or an environmental entrepreneur to come at at what are those values and writing them down and making sure that all the employees and partners you get on board, they sign up for that. They know what the values are. Then everybody's aligned. Um, So that's something that I would say is really, really important. I also think it's 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 great to know um, that you must have a solid business, meaning financially, you have to have a solid business in order to be successful in achieving the impacts, the positive impacts that you want. If the business isn't viable, isn't profitable, it can't sustain itself over the long run. Then you're not going to have as much impact as you could otherwise, right? So your profitability engine from the business affords the business the opportunity to make the impact. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I think those are, those are, you know, know what your values are, know how Mm -hmm. you're going to make money so you can sustain the impacts that you want to be making. And, and then of course, treat your customers and your employees well.
1: And and Spencer, you've spoken a lot about, um, how all these values are driving this long-term growth, um, especially like mm-hmm. you'd say, Oh, we've grown a little bit slower with the, the bank um, loans, but we see this being a long-term thing. And, and that's what we kind of consider a real leader, you know, someone who thinks, um, you know, beyond himself uh, in, in a long-term view. Um, and so what I got to ask is, is a, a real leader, what would you say your definition of a real leader would be?
0: Well, let me first by saying, um, pick up Real Leaders magazine because it has a lot of great content in there and um and I and I think that, that needs um we need to get ourselves informed you know, outside of maybe just what's on the um on the news feeds on the internet we got to dig into some articles and I think your magazine is really doing that well um my experience with a real leader goes to a conference that I was at years ago and what i noticed in the real leader that i'm thinking about Is um, there was a humility to his his approach, meaning he knew that he wanted to engage his team. Successful overall, and that humility was really really important. And he was clear on the purpose of the organization, those values, the financial engine behind the business. He was really really clear on where that business would grow and find its opportunity. And and I think that um, that that ability to attract talent is also something that a real leader can do mm. is we can't do our work alone. Nobody can, right? And, and so we have to be able to find, attract, and retain great employees who can make the impact of the business even greater. But, right? And so, um, so when I think about great leaders, I would, I would summarize it into three things. I'd say that humility, you know, that ability to be clear on where the organization is going and what it stands for, and being able to attract and between awesome
1: employees. I love it. I love it. The three pillars, humility, uh, clear, concise, and attracting talent. Um, very well said, Spencer. And, and uh, so the last question I got to ask you is uh, before we go on to talk about uh, where you can find Pop products is say I come back in, in 10 years and, you know, climate change has affected Bozeman a little bit. It might be 78 and sunny this time of year. We don't know. Uh, and I come back and I ask you, what do you do? Uh, will your answer change in any way?
0: Well, what do I do? Um, so I'm going to be a little silly at first and say, I'm grateful for the uh, 10 inches of new snow we have up in the mountains for the skiing. So if it is 70 degrees and sunny in 10 years, we're not going to be enjoying these awesome mountains of skiing we have in Bozeman. Um, but honestly, you know, we, we see social and environmental change happening every day, and some of it's really, really awesome, and some of it's very, very concerning. Um, Westpaw, as a company, is going to be really focused on driving the impacts in our own community, right? So we, we want to educate our employees so that they are always able to create value here in the company, but if they move to another company, they're able to create value somewhere else. So that's building the human condition to so we'll ever be better and more valuable right, in society. Right. Also on the environmental side, we want to be thinking about how do we minimize impact to the environment? Um, behind me are all dog beds. We were the first company to use 100% post-consumer plastics in our beds because we didn't want to create new plastics for dog bedding. We'll be challenging ourselves over the 10 years ahead, Kevin, to figure out what are the things we must do to be even more sustainable as a company to help minimize the impacts in the future generations. 10 years down the road, I hope that we've got some awesome solutions for more natural fibers that are less water and and pesticide dependent, right? Using fibers that are natural like hemp that can be cultivated very easily and having that replace a lot of the plastics that are in the future. There's lots of things we can do, but we gotta be creative.
1: Get, definitely got to be creative, uh, especially with all the challenges that we're facing today in this world. And and yeah. uh, Spencer, I don't want to leave out. Um, I just have written down here uh, Zogaflex, Flex um, yeah. and recycling your products. You kind of just mentioned. Um, I think you mentioned earlier also. If if you have a dog toy and it's 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 ripped up and you return it, you will then take that product and you recycle it, break it back down. How does that process work?
0: Well, I'm going to take you right over there because I think we've got a couple people who are doing some great work over here and, um, let's just check in and, uh, and see what's going on. We got, got a couple awesome folks. We're doing hey. a live feed here. And, uh, <laughs> we're talking about, about Zogoflex. Can one of you maybe give a, a, a high level of how do we regrind Zogoflex and turn it into something that we can let's recycle? Let's hear it. So, sorry. Right. Okay. Awesome um so since it's not a chemical bond it's a chemical chain our polymers can be ground up and recycled in our grinders back there and so the regrind is used in these blenders with our our, um, raw material and it's blended combined and transferred to our machine and reused in our cycle every day let's go check out the ground wow
1: and folks, if you're listening to this uh, on audio, uh, we are behind the scenes um, at Westpaw, and they're showing us okay, about, about their Zoga Flex material. material.
0: And it is generating, uh, this is coming from, sorry, Kevin. This is, this is ground material that's come from, uh, you getting it there? There it is. All right. So this is coming from recycled parts. And you can see in here, there's some different, different uh, old pieces, maybe some yellow, some green, some white over, and over so. the machine and it goes into the machine there holly right and it comes down out into this what are you guys running over here oh. it's a small hurley you're getting right in the machine here hope that's all right for those of you who like to geek out on factories like we do <laughs> how many more seconds we got on this um, keep oh keep going it, like, two more seconds wow okay you're gonna see hurley come out of here is it coming out You want to hang out for two seconds? Yeah, let's see it. All right. There it is.
1: Uh Oh, look at that.
0: So now you see Holly's working with those um, toys, put them in the water. And then down here, she put down the scrap on the floor. That's all going to get reground and, and made into brand new dog toys again. So nothing will go to waste. So those are the smaller Hurleys. Now, thanks, Holly.
1: I'm Thanks, Holly. Here
0: Kyle is, is working also on large Hurley. Kyle's like, Hi, oh Kyle. my gosh, I was afraid, Spencer, was going to come over here. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> now, this machine over here is running a pretty big mold. It's got a lot of parts on it. Kevin, is this all right if I can show you what's Perfect. going on here? Perfect. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, this machine is going to um, make several parts at once. Um, in fact, it's making um, eight curlies and you can see up above there's some white grippers there that are going to grab the toy out and when they do they're going to put them down into this water bath down below us here Mm. and this water bath is there to cool the parts as they're coming out of the machine and so um what we've been able to do with a machine like this is have people here learn robotics and programming so that they can Fix um, the, the right program to help this part
1: manufacture. That's so cool. Look at that. Look at that. How do, you, how do you build machines like that? Do you have someone that builds it for you? Or where's the technology come from?
0: What's really neat is this, this machine is in line with our values of buying machinery from companies that we know and trust and are also family-owned. And so these machines come out of a factory in Austria and they're made for thermoplastics like Zogaflex is. Um, And what's also neat is that this um, programming for the robotics is, is part of the ways in which we are able to help people at Westpod grow into new technologies and develop new um, manufacturing methods. The way that robot works and even the gripper on the end of the hands is um, all done by our staff in product development to actually use a 3d printer that can print the grippers that grab onto those parts and take them out of the mold Mm. and so it takes an entire company to make something like that a reality so that's a little tour of Zogoflex and how it's made and every single part every scrap that we generate is 100 recycled and um, turned into brand new dog toys again
1: nothing goes to waste that's awesome I got to ask you, I'm curious, uh, how do you design these products? I mean, do you test them out and, and just go the chalkboard or what's that process like?
0: Yeah. So we, we've, got, um, we've got a great team here. You know, it's, um, as I mentioned, it's a fully integrated factory. So we've got people here who are designing the parts and making the parts as well. Um, so we get together and, and think about what our customers are looking for. Um, and uh, sometimes it's uh, an issue around durability. Maybe it's, a, it's an issue of having something that is, is um, able to hide a treat and provide some challenge to the dog um, in, a, in a sort of a puzzle that they can work the part um, work the toy and get to the, to the treat. And so we might think about what the challenge is that we're trying to cover. And then we start to, to figure out what designs we want to have. And uh, we've got a very talented industrial designer here who's been working with us for several years and creating some awesome parts. And uh, they go through a, a, a new process where we get everybody's buy-in. And, and start to make some, uh, from there, next decisions. And then it goes to manufacturing. So incredible! behind me now, you can see the factory.
1: There it Close, is.
0: Most of which we walked through.
1: And how, how old is this factory? Is this uh, since day one or is this more recently purchased?
0: No. So this, this factory is, um, we built this building in 2000 and have since expanded a couple times to allow us to continue to grow as a company and I'm just back in the office. we can have a little bit of conversation of anything else you want to talk about. So it's a little bit quieter in here.
1: All right, we're back. All right, we're back. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We, uh, skipped over your stretch time. But <laughs> That's I, all right. I hope we're, I That's hope okay. we're a, little, a little loose, but, uh, Spencer, thank you so much for taking us around, um, the entire warehouse today. Uh, it, it it just blew my mind to see kind of how, uh, a product goes from raw materials to a finished good and, and all the people in between and, and all the procurement and, and how excited the people are to be there. Um, it's, we can't thank you enough for t- giving us that inside tour. It's, it's definitely special when someone does that for us. So thank awesome. you very much. Happy to do it. And, and where can, um, to wrap this up, where, where can more people, Uh, find your products i mean if i'm in uh, the state of oregon right now where do i go well the most of those independent retailers that we sell to in um, pet
0: specialty stores Mm -hmm. carry our product we're very grateful for um, their continued um, partnership with us and so i would go to the local independent pet store um, and there's a great retailer locator at westpaw.com and there you can search for retailers by the zip code and, and find retailers and what they carry in your local area. And if you don't have a retailer nearby, you can you can purchase over westpaw.com or online at some of the larger um, online retailers such as Amazon or Chewy's as well.
1: Folks, go on the westpaw.com, find your store, get your pet uh, toy, and support uh bozeman montana support West Paul and all the certified uh, benefit corporations out there that are doing well by doing good for spencer williams i'm kevin edwards telling all of you folks to keep it real thank you
0: kevin glad to be here with
1: you today and thanks for
0: all your great publicity of all the awesome businesses in the real leaders magazine